0: Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigadde, and this is The Rundown. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson is defending moving forward with a base camp to house migrants before an environmental study has been shared with the public. A private security firm has been prepping the land in Brighton Park this week, and a controversial base camp may be up today. The land has a history of industrial use, and the local alderwoman says toxic chemicals are present in the soil. Johnson's office says mitigation strategies are ongoing, but yesterday he refused to share what contaminants had been identified. The full report we provided by the end of the week, if you can just hold off to the end of the week, you'll see it all there. And he pushed back on criticisms of a lack of transparency. This notion that somehow there's been a lack of information or transparency, I call false on that. I have told the truth and I've always told the truth. He says people won't be moved into the base camp until the study has been completed. The voice of Danny Solis, former Chicago alderman turned government mole, played throughout a federal courtroom yesterday. Mariah Waffle has been reporting on the federal corruption trial of former alderman Ed Burke. Burke is accused of trying to strong-arm developers into hiring his private tax appeals firm in exchange for things like tax incentives or permits. When Solis was confronted by the feds with his own wrongdoing, he agreed to wire up in Burke's presence. That led to phone recordings like this one, where Solis tells Burke he has sway with developers of Chicago's old post office. And Burke responds. While you're at it, recommend uh, the good firm of Clafter and Burke to do the tax work. (laughs) All right, I I certainly will. And uh, we can certainly uh, talk about a marketing uh, arrangement for you. The defense team has said they want Solis to testify. They would likely try to paint him in a bad light. Gun owners in Illinois have just a month left to register their semi-automatic firearms and high-capacity magazines that are restricted under a new state law, but relatively few gun owners have complied thus far. The deadline to register semi-automatic weapons is January 1st. Only about 4,000 people have registered some 7,800 guns with the state police as of Monday. That's out of about 2.4 million licensed gun owners in the state, though not all have the type that need to be registered. The law, which took effect earlier this year, prohibits the sale and possession of high-powered guns like the AR-15, but current owners can keep their guns as long as they're registered. Some owners call the law vague and unconstitutional. They say that's why they won't abide. Experts say the sudden blast of cold weather in the Chicago area the last few days is not a sign of what's to come this winter. That's because a strong El Nino weather pattern is likely, in which warmer Pacific Ocean water temperatures alter the atmospheric jet stream. Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford told WBEZ's daily talk show Reset that that could actually make this winter a lot more pleasant than in years past in the Chicago area. The tendency is that those El Nino winters, meaning that that December, January, February period when we're in an El Nino, tend to be on the milder side and a bit on the drier side for Chicago and really the whole Midwest. So a little bit above average temperatures, not warm, but milder and drier. The National Weather Service predicts that we'll see less snow overall throughout the course of the winter. But Ford says it's very likely that the Chicago area will see isolated periods of extremely cold weather and heavy snowfall in the coming months. Also, something you should know today. Illinois public health officials want racism declared as a contributing factor to a public health crisis. It's one of five provisions in the Healthy Illinois 2028 initiative. Research shows that people of color have higher rates of heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and infant mortality. The State Board of Health and the Illinois Department of Public Health say that declaring racism as part of the problem could improve health outcomes for people of color. Today's weather, a lot warmer than yesterday. Sunny skies with a high in the 40s during the day, dipping down to the mid-20s in the evening. Tomorrow will be mostly cloudy and in the high 40s. That's it for now. Later today, we'll take a closer look at a new exhibit at the MCA Chicago. It features 60 years of artwork from painter, author, sculptor and activist Faith Ringgold. The fact that one person was able to do all of these things, being an artist, being a teacher, being a writer, having a family life. Often it's said that, oh, you have to choose one or the other. And she's proved positive that you don't have to do that. My Rundown co-host Erin Allen talks with the exhibit curator about one of the most influential artists of the 20th century. That's today at 1 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.